What are we doing today? Um, we're going to talk about random stuff. Um, and the kitty has not been put away yet, so you might hear some sounds in the background. I can I can hear Belle. Yeah, that's um, that's Selena trying to get her attention, which is fine. Right. Oh, are we ready to go? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm ready. If you're, right. if you're ready, then I'm ready. If you're not ready, then I'm probably still ready. I'm 100% ready, and I'm definitely not pulling up the show notes now. Uh, but now you should be pulling them up now. No, they're already up because I'm prepared. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Nerds, Maybe More. My name is Michael, and this is a wonderful Saturday morning here in the United States, but it's Saturday evening over in Copenhagen, where my friend Marty is joining me today once again. Marty, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty well. It's a weekend, what not to like, don't have to work, just being able to Play games all day, watch Netflix, do all the, the fun stuff. I always say that, and then I get sidetracked with other random things, and I'm not able to do it. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's a weekend. Weekends are always good. You get to de-stress from the struggles of the week. Or if you're me with a brand new kitten, then you just stress over different things. <laughs> uh, try to figure out how to get her to use the uh, scratching post rather than your leg. Well, welcome everybody to the podcast. As always, this is a podcast about all things nerdy, primarily video games, but we also enjoy watching things. So as always, we are going to talk a little bit about what we've been watching on TV or Netflix or wherever we seem to be watching. And I guess since you seem to have, I think, two things here, I'll let you kind of start off first. What? I only have one thing that I watched. I, I don't, don't know what, know what the middle about. one was, so I didn't know. <laughs> but you can go first anyway. So, I don't know if you know, Michael, but we just had the 35th year anniversary for the Challenger Space Shuttle that um, mm-hmm. exploded. Um, yes. And... You know, it just popped up in my feed. And, you know, I, I know that stuff like this happened. I, I was like four years old back then. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I remember it from back then. But, I, you know, obviously, I, I'm, I'm interested in space. I knew something has happened, but I actually didn't know the details about it and things like that. So, so actually, um, you know, I was diving through a Reddit thread where they were like, oh, they actually talk about some of this stuff on, on the Netflix special. And I was like, oh, that was a Netflix special. Let's go check that out. Um, so I did. That's four episodes special about the Challenger, the final flight, and what happened and uh, why it actually, you know, went wrong and and stuff like that. So it's it's really interesting if you're into the, to to that kind of stuff, which I am. So um, so yeah, but also you know you can at least that's how I react. You can help, but you know, getting emotionally hit a little bit, you know, in the feels feels um, and and you know uh, uh, someone cutting onion right next to you you know trying to watch something really interesting it's really annoying um because you know but when when you see the footage of of the space shuttle 
basically blow up. I know that it technically didn't blow up, um, but when you just see that imagery, you're like, oh, that looks like you know Hollywood action. That's something we used to, you know, see like that. But then, it, then, then it hits you that hey, that's actually real people on board that shuttle that is now you know going towards Earth very, very fast um, with everyone inside. So you know, you can't help but you know get a little bit. At least I can't help but get a little bit you know emotional about that because. It's it's not Hollywood action. It's real people. Um, yeah. So obviously, I don't think I don't think I was born yet. Um, I was <laughs> born in '89. So uh, I know of the story, though. It was supposed to be like this big momentous occasion, right? Like we're sending mm. astronauts out up in space, and this is uh, NASA. So. Yeah. It was supposed. To, it was broadcast on television, and the, the, the big thing was that this was the first time they sent a civilian mm-hmm. into space, a school teacher. Um, so, so you know, yeah, that that was the big thing that you know we are very close to you know, sending ordinary people into space, and um, yeah, then then it it didn't it didn't quite happen like that. And thirty five years later, we're we're still not there. We're sending civilians into space. Well, we we're pretty close again. I guess, but yeah, I think it's crazy that, uh, you know, the, the whole space race went on and, you know, America had had quite some few things going on for you over there. And then I don't know what happened um, since then, because, you know, nothing has really, we haven't gotten that much further, it seems like. I mean, I know it's not not completely true. I mean, we have the uh, the, the space station that is, that is uh, quite huge these days. Uh, mm-hmm. We're sending stuff to Mars. We are... Uh, considering going back to the moon and doing stuff up there so but but still it doesn't seem like when you look at it that we've gotten that far um yeah at least in terms of like human exploration right like we've Mm -hmm. had um several uh missions that have occurred that were non-human based like uh, i don't know if you've seen the pluto stuff like we got pluto pictures back not too long Mm -hmm. ago um and that's the i forgot what the spacecraft was called um but they sent it all the way out to Pluto to take pictures of Pluto and its moon. And that was pretty cool to see like the topography and there's just like this giant glacier um, that covers a majority of Pluto's surface, which is pretty cool because um, Pluto is roughly, I think if I'm correct, it's only like the size of uh, South America or something like that. I'm not completely sure. I always get my my planets mixed up in both in which one is which and sizes. So last time I said something about a planet, I was dead wrong. So I'm just going to not say anything this time. <laughs> um, I might be wrong on that, but I know that Pluto is fairly small. Um, it's 738.38 miles, roughly around. Okay. Um, so that's in the grand scheme of things, that's not very large for a planet. Um, but I mean, now it's a dwarf planet anyway. So, how many miles was it? Seven hundred and thirty, or seven hundred and fifteen miles, which is about one sixth the width of the Earth. <laughs> so, it's um. Yeah, I, like I just, I I just like had to, to calculate that into real measurements, Michael. That's why I just. <laughs> <laughs> you say calculate like you didn't just google it (laughs) yeah there we go okay (laughs) um but i love like space stuff and i do feel that it is a bit disheartening that 
when was the last time like somebody was actually on the moon? I get like the moon isn't the most exciting thing these days, but it's still like the act of going up into space and putting boots on something other than our own like earth soil. Like for mm. me, that's exciting. Like if they announce like, hey, we're going to send a team up to the moon to gather some moon rocks and dust and just kind of excavate a little bit and see what's going on over there. I think that that would be super exciting and I would be excited for it. I mean, they want to put a telescope on the moon now, um, just to, because they can. No, I think it's that. That's actually a reason for it. Uh, they want to put a telescope on the, on the black, uh, dark side of the moon, uh, you know, just to don't have uh, to not be disturbed or something. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, that's cool. That's a cool idea too because it's further out than the International Space Station. Mm. So you. Theoretically, depending on the power of the telescope, like you'll be able to see. Um, well, where's Hubble? I don't know how far Hubble Telescope is, but uh, I don't know. Um, but if it's further out, then theoretically, if you have a stronger uh, telescope than the Hubble Telescope, then you're able to see further into space and be able to see further into time. If you want to use that reference, because as we look further out into space, obviously we're seeing the light of objects that have reached us over millions of years sometimes. So yeah. it always interests me that we're seeing stars in the sky that, for all intents and purposes, may not even be there anymore. I mean, mm. it's very likely that they are still there, but um, yeah. I mean, it's pretty interesting. The, the crazy thing that, you know, that is so difficult to wrap your head around. Have you seen those videos or, or you know, infographics where the, you, you start, you're zoomed in on like the, the smallest uh, atom or whatever thing, little thing that we know about. And mm-hmm. then you start zooming out and then you get to, you know, uh, this is an atom. This isn't, you know, then, then you have cells, then you have human size, then you have Earth, then you have the sun, then you have the universe, the galaxy, and it just keeps zooming out. And, and, and when you think, oh, that can't possibly be anything more, it, it keeps going. And, yeah. And it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. It, it kind of makes you feel like, you know, sure, you know, atoms and, and germs and stuff like that is tiny, but we are basically, you know, the germs of the universe. We're like less than the germs. We're more like the atoms of yeah. the germ of the universe. <laughs> it's so it's just, crazy. It's so vast and it hurts my head sometimes. And you always hear it. It's just like the human brain is not built to really comprehend the vastness of space and like the giant sizes of everything and the giant distances between them. Mm. I can't help but think either. And this is just my, my imaginary brain going bonkers that, you know, you, we have comparisons where we have like our sun and then one of the largest suns, and you know mm-hmm. it, 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 the difference is so huge. So it also means that there are those probably probably like huge planets out there. So I'm, I can't help but think, hey, one day we're hoping that aliens will drop by. But I'm just thinking, hey, we know how how large dinosaurs could be, so you know that. Couldn't there potential be out a planet where, you know, there's like the right composition of things and, you know, uh, uh, a being would be, would be like a huge, huge being the size of a dinosaur and they will evolve and fly into space one day. And, you know, if they came to Earth, I mean, what could we do? <laughs> um, I mean, that's um, Prometheus, right? 
<laughs> um, what is it? Is that's a kind of the concept there, right? Is that like in the Alien series, there were like uh, alien human humanoids, and they were like giant humans almost. Mm. I think if I'm correct, uh, it's been a while since I've seen the movies, but um, yeah, there's a lot going on there, and on the space front, I always somehow come across random YouTube videos of just theoretical things and I was literally watching I think not yesterday but the day before uh, what would happen if a neutron star suddenly showed up in the solar system and I look at things (laughs) like that and then that leads me to what would it be like if the earth fell into a giant black hole (laughs) and it was just like I like seeing things like that like if you look they're talking about how like a neutron star is roughly the size of if you were to take the distance from the sun to Jupiter (laughs) It would engulf that entire space of just one massive energy ball, which is absolutely ridiculous. What would happen if the Earth just stopped spinning? I've seen stuff like that. Um, We'll we'll basically die straight up if we move it at such a uh, speed. So if it just stopped, we'd just be flying all over the place. (laughs) I I don't know if in that scenario you meant like all of a sudden it just stopped or if it was like a gradual stop. (laughs) No, no, no. It was if it just stopped. Okay, Uh, we'll be flung out into outer space because the gravity is not strong enough to keep us in place from that speed. I don't want to think about that. That's disturbing. Um, Mm. All right, well, let's move on a little bit. That's that's like half our show. We just talked about <laughs> talk space. about space. <laughs> All right, so I am going to shift gears a little bit. Although this still involves space in some ways, I've gone back in time a little bit, and the last few days I've been watching Dragon Ball Z, which is probably one of the most well-known anime to really ever come out i think like i think it's influenced a lot especially in western culture in expanding anime to be appealing to western culture like i think before dragon ball z um it was a bit more niche for anime lovers and things like that and even growing up like people didn't really consider dragon ball z they're like this isn't that's not anime it's the cartoon it's like that's what we call it but it was anime and it still holds up. I really love it. Um, of course, you could pick apart little things here and there. Like, I'm rewatching it, and Gohan is the most annoying character in the first few episodes. Because he's just supposed to be a four-year-old, and he's crying all the damn time. <laughs> it's just super annoying. Um, but I'm really enjoying it, and it's fun to kind of go back in time and watch older anime and see the influences that they have on modern anime. Both positive and negative. I don't know if you've ever really gotten into dragon ball z and stuff like that but no not really i, I mean i i know of it we, we have like a, a, a joke uh thing going around in, in our group of people that we hang out with where you know next time on dragon ball z and then you know that's that's basically it. that that's my knowledge of it it's it's really amazing that the like the memes and the culture is actually more built around the english version of it than the japanese version mm-hmm. because that is an English version thing. Like that voice that everybody knows is always that, uh, the narrator or the voiceover that would just be like, will Goku take on the enemy? Find out next week in the next exciting episode of Dragon Ball Z. And that's just been (laughs) used over and over and over again for so many different things. And it's, it's, um, it just shows how it kind of permeates through cultures and just 
kind of had the staying power. It's super mm-hmm. old. I think Dragon Ball Z, uh, the first episode probably came out in like I think eighties, uh, before I was born, or it's the same year that I was born, which is crazy because I didn't start watching it until I was in middle school. So. It's a great show, and if nobody's ever watched Dragon Ball Z, but you like anime, especially action-based anime, go ahead and give this one a go. Um, it kind of kicks off in episode one or two, so you're not going to be waiting too long. But if you do only watch modern anime, please know that it's not going to be like a giant, huge battle that usually starts off with modern anime. Like They usually mm. get a bit aggressive in modern anime, so... It's from 1989. There you go, the year I was born. April 26th. And um, I've been watching it on Funimation, funimation Funimation.com. I also was watching the original Dragon Ball, which, I mean, if Dragon Ball Z came out in 89, you can only imagine Dragon Ball probably came out in the early 80s. And that one is definitely filled with um, an old way of thinking. Let's go ahead and just say that if you are a true blue feminist, maybe like these older ones are not really for you because there are some, uh, uh, like some old, old, like creepy dude references and just kind of like there's like sexual, uh, innuendos all over the place. So just mm. keep that in mind that if like you're not interested in that type of thing, it's totally fine and it, that might not be for you. But that's a lot of anime that does that too. So just be prepared that. Yeah, Dr- Dragon Ball aired one month after the uh, Challenger um, crashed or exploded. And we brought it around the full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, other than that, um, I haven't really been watching stuff other than just random YouTube videos here and there, so... Mm. What what are you into at, at the moment? Because I feel like you know, if if you look at my my YouTube feed, you can all, always see sort of what I'm into at at this moment. Um, so, is there okay. anything like specific that that you're watching on YouTube these days? Um, okay, so besides the usual of random space videos, uh, random animal videos, and cooking videos, if you were to look on my thing, you would actually see quite a bit of cat stuff since Mm. I have the new kitten um, looking up tips on how to handle certain behaviors and things along that nature but something that might be interesting especially since there's a big issue in the US going on with it right now is you will see quite a bit of stock related videos Mm. and trading and things along that nature now that is not because I am all that interested in the whole GameStop fiasco that is going on right now and just know that I am not an expert on the situation as a whole, so I can't really speak all that intelligently on like what exactly is going on, who's being hurt, is anybody actually being hurt? Um, but from what I gather, the basics just seem that hedge funders have decided to do something with GameStop stock so that they could make more money, I guess, like the lower that it is. And please take this with a grain of salt. I could be wrong. But from my understanding, they make more money based on if it's low because GameStop was going downhill. Mm-hmm. And then there was like there was like a forum on Reddit that was like, hey, like these people are doing this to try to make some money. So let's go ahead and do the opposite and raise mm-hmm. the stock to make like it's, you know, we're going to stick it to the Wall Street guys that yep. constantly do it. So a lot of just individual people started buying GameStop stock 
And then because they were buying it, it was raising the price. So mm -hmm. the bigger hedge fund guys that were like, hey, we're going to make money while the stock is low. Now they're losing tons yeah. of money due to it. Uh, so it, it's something due to that they sort of borrow the stock or something like that. So, yeah. they, or they, so they have to buy it back at some point. So what mm -hmm. they do is they borrow it, sell it off. So the stock goes down and then buy it back or something along those lines. I'm not a no expert either. So they have to buy it back at some point because they need to deliver the borrowed stock back to, to the broker that they <laughs> borrowed it from, um, or something like that. So, so the, they have to buy it back. And, yeah. then, and then Reddit found out and, and bought all the stock and made, made it go up. <laughs> and when all the, those then start have to buy it back, it goes even more up. So it creates a, uh, it creates a bubble, basically. Yeah, and it's pretty crazy right now because the GameStop stock was at like three hundred and something dollars. Like GameStop has never been over a hundred dollar stock. I think mm. uh, looking at the history of it, and it only been like in the seventies or eighty dollar range. So the fact that it's this high, like, it's rolling with companies like Tesla. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, I've seen a lot of people um, on my feed and Instagram that are like, hey, we all need to get in on this and blah, blah, blah. I will not be touching no. GameStop or GameStop stock simply because it's so volatile. Mm -hmm. um, when things like this happen, which they don't really happen uh, very, very often, as far as I know, this is like uh, an anomaly. Uh This is essentially the people getting involved with something that they don't normally get involved with. And yeah. the people that are involved with essentially don't like the way that people are playing with their toy. So mm. they're taking efforts to get it uh, taken care of. So the app Robinhood, which is yeah, one of the that. few free, uh, free stock options that you have. So you can... Uh, download Robinhood and you can instantly start like getting involved with the stock market. Um, that's kind of its appeal is that most other things you actually have to deposit a certain amount of money and things like that. Like I use Weeble um, so that like you can get two free stocks if you like put hundred dollars in things like that. Mm. But this one is free. So mm. they're getting in trouble because they put a block yeah. on the trading of GameStop stock as well as like AMC and I think a couple other things which is a big no-no because obviously I'm not well versed in uh, United States law in any way but I'm pretty sure the stock market is a free trade, free trade market so it's almost like uh, they're going to be taken to court I believe unless they settle out of court but mm. I think that there's going to be someone getting in trouble here about yeah. that because I don't think that you could do that they No, I think also one of the other important things about this, I know it's not super much gaming, so we probably shouldn't talk too much more about it, but, <laughs> um, I think one thing that's really important to, to, to note is that, you know, the people on Wall Street and people, uh, you know, in, in, in the, in that sphere is trying to, uh, you know, uh, come with a lot of, sort of fake news that, that, you know, this is a, a form of hacking and this is bad and this is not how it should be. And, um, and that is just, you know, they basically, what happened is that they, they, you, the Redditors, the people on Reddit who did this basically just used the exact same thing, did the same thing that everybody else normally do on here. So that that's like nothing uh, shady or anything about it. it, it you know, it, as you said, it's a free market. They just saw, saw a dip. And they they bought into it, and you know the um, the hedge fund that you know already tried to do this. They got greedy, and they they you know overextended, and that's why they're in trouble now.
Yep. Um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's very interesting to kind of watch and just kind of see what's going on. Like I said, I'm not an expert in it. Um, and I kind of do wish that I had some stock in GameStop beforehand. Um, that's how it always is isn't it it was the same you know oh if we only had bought bought a bitcoin 10 years ago you know we only bought <laughs> apple when it was still like when it was mm-hmm. downhill right um mm-hmm. but if that was the case you best believe i'd be selling my GameStop stock right now if i had like 100 or something shares that's like pretty decent chunk of money there so yeah um, but I mean, it is what it is. We'll see how it goes. But now let's move on from <laughs> from <laughs> Wall Street. Um, I mean, I guess that's also a sort of game, you know, stock yeah, trading. Yeah, you know, GameStop. It just kind of came up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but speaking of games, why don't you go ahead and jump into uh, this first game that you have here. I'm guessing it's a game. Like I said, I've never heard of it. No, um, me neither. Uh, the last last week I got a little bit of flag for you know just playing World of Warcraft so I was like I don't want to <laughs> don't want that to happen again um, so I actually also was a little bit bored of World of Warcraft uh, which happens from time to time so I installed a little game that my good friend our good friend Tom bought for me for Christmas on mm-hmm. Steam that he sent over uh, and it's a little game called Lilwood okay um, and it's basically in the same category as Stardew Valley sort of type deal. Um, You don't have a farm, but you have a whole city and those characters in the city that basically you are a hero that has lost your uh, memory. So it it starts up with, oh, don't you remember me? I'm your best friend. Uh, And (laughs) we, uh, together, we we, uh, managed to, to, to kill the big evil dude. But actually, as it turns out, he can't really remember if we killed the evil dude either. So, you know, I do suspect that there's something in stock there for, for the future to come. Um, but yeah, basically, it, it, it's, uh, you know, a pixelated style uh, like Stardew Valley. You have a, a city that you need to build up. You can go to other areas where you can, uh, you know, uh, farm trees and, and mining and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. You you slowly just expand on on your small little little city called Littlewood. Um, well, I actually think you maybe, maybe you name. I think you get to name it yourself. So you can name it something else. But but yeah, that that is you know the basically it. Um, so yeah, I, I tried it out and it, it, it's kind of kind of good fun. It's a small indie game. Uh, so yeah, I'm enjoying that at the moment. Cool. So Tom had gotten me Stardew Valley and I had tried it. I think we talked a little bit about it. How I tried it and. It was a bit slow in the beginning, so I kind of put it down, and I haven't really gone back to it since then. Um, Tom, if you're listening, I swear I don't like dislike the games that you give me. It's just um, I give them a try. I give them a try, and uh, I just can't seem to to find my my groove when it comes to those slower paced games like that. I think that the only one that's really gotten my attention has been um, like the Animal Crossing games. Like, I'm not usually into those type of games, but there's something approachable and fun and engaging about Animal Crossing for me that I just kind of get into it for a bit. And then I drop out um, once I pay my house off. That's, <laughs> that's like my goal in that game is to just get my house maxed out and then leave. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, 
I think I think this one is also fair, at least so far. It seems like it, it's fairly easy to get into as well. It doesn't seem like it, it requires you to do overly much to start building stuff. Obviously, I've only spent like I don't know sixty to ninety minutes uh, in the game so mm-hmm. far. Um, so so obviously, I don't know how how it will turn out. If if it will be become really really grindy down the line, if it will, then I know that then I will not progress that much further because that's usually when I drop out is when it, it starts to become tedious and boring and grindy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far it, it doesn't feel like it, but I, I, I have noticed that there definitely is a system in place for when you want to go farming, for instance, there's like a, a forest area you go to and then you sort of uh, enter an, uh, like a, 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 an instance sort of thing. And that one seems like it, it's scaling up. So it seems like there's different levels, there's different dif- uh, different difficulties and stuff like that. So I do feel like there might be some, some grindy systems in there, but I don't know how grindy they are yet. So Okay, well... I'll have to keep tabs on you and see if you continue with it, and maybe I'll check out a video or two. Uh, Alright, so I'll kind of transition into my first game, which is fairly short. I had never played this game before, but it's an old arcade game, and it's called Dragon's Lair. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never played this game before, and I had always seen like little bits of it. Like I knew the idea was that you are the Knight Dirk, and your object is to rescue the princess from the dragon. This is a very old style of game. It uh, sure is. I remember this from my youth. Now, I have no idea how people played this game in the arcade. Um, it seems like it was 100% meant to grab your quarters and just keep taking them. Because <laughs> the PC version has a mode on there where you can see the input that you're supposed to make on the screen. Like it has like the four buttons and then the attack button. And it'll highlight when you're supposed to push it. So you do the inputs and it traverses dirt from screen to screen and zone to zone and you do certain things. The problem is is that those inputs are sometimes very quick. You need to be really on it. And I think that the original version did not have that feature where it was on the screen and you actually had to know what to push based on what is actually going on in the scene for the game which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, It's a fairly long game and well, I'm not long, but to be doing those inputs and to be kind of on edge for that amount of time, it might seem like a long time. I continued several times, but I actually went and I finished it, and it was a fun little adventure game. Selena happened to look over while I was playing it, and it just happened to be when I was trying to rescue the princess, and she's very provocative in her <laughs> sneaky dress in the hourglass and stuff. Selena always happens to look over whenever something like that is going on on my screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the game is from 1983, so, you know, it's probably not up to date with uh, how, you know, yeah, the world is today when it comes to uh, stuff like that. Yeah, um, so but there's yeah. not a very positive female uh, representation <laughs> in this game, let's just say that. But uh, I, I, it came out, it was out as, as well for the Amiga back in the days and I think that's when I played it I remember that I played it but I, I, I don't really remember it that well also <laughs> fun little fact because we do 
like to watch the Netflix. Uh, in March 2020, the film was approved by Netflix after one year of negotiation. So that it seems like there will be a movie coming out with Ryan. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was in the talks for the lead role, mm-hmm. um, um, and he's also a producer. So we'll see what happens. Okay, interesting. We'll see how that goes. Um, but that's it for me from Dragon Slayer. It's a fun little game. Uh, definitely look it up to see if it's your type of game um, because it is, I think, um, it's a fairly niche game. If you're like one that's not very good with your reaction skills, I don't think that you'd enjoy it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like I said, it's not very long. The replayability of it comes simply with do you want to be as good as you can getting through the castle? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the replayability comes. Other than that, it's fairly basic in its concept. Oh. So last weekend, there was a, a weekend sale on Steam. Mm-hmm. One of the games, well, two of the games on there that was on sale was Resident Evil 2 and 3, the remakes. And since I have never... I remember that I played one of the Resident Evil games, but I'd never never finished it, I believe. But I remember that I, I used to play it back in, I don't know, end 90s or something like that. Um so I was like, hey, everybody's raving about these remakes uh, and how good they are. And, you know, it's games that I've never really played. So I was like, hey, they're actually on sale. Let's buy them. So I did. And I've also installed Resident <laughs> Evil 2. I've installed it on my computer. It's ready to go. Um, the only thing is that I, I sort of want to jump into it, but I'm also just sitting here thinking, you know what? I'm also at the moment currently working on, you know, the Star Wars game that I haven't, you know, it's installed and ready to go. And I played a little bit of it, um, but I haven't, you know, continued the story. And I also have the Watchdog game that I haven't finished yet. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in that weird, weird situation where I'm like, I want to play something that is not an MMO, aka World of Warcraft, but I don't really want to, uh, uh, you know, start off a, a new single-player game either because I'm already working on two other ones. And so I'm in a dilemma, Michael. I'm in a dilemma. I don't know what to do. Okay, well, I will say that Resident Evil 2, from what I've seen, is different than the other games that you've mentioned. Um and it's probably shorter. Uh, from what I understand, like Selena beats it really, relatively quickly because Selena really likes the Resident Evil franchise as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really enjoyed Resident Evil 2 when she was playing it. Um, I know a lot of people enjoyed them. I still haven't played it. I didn't pick it up, uh, mm-hmm. mainly because I didn't have the money for it. Um, but I didn't pick it up while it was on sale. You mentioned it to me, and I really had thought about it, but I didn't pick it up. Um, my history with Resident Evil is not always a good one. Uh, I played Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube mm-hmm. back when it was still in exclusive quotations um, for the <laughs> GameCube. It was a two-disc game. It was pretty fun. I really enjoyed that one. That was the first Resident Evil game that I played. And then I had tried the Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil remake that came out on the GameCube as well. And I just couldn't figure it out. Like the puzzles were super annoying. I couldn't figure out the mansion. It was just, I wasn't into it. Years later, when I was streaming, I tried out Resident Evil again, the remake that came out on PC. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't like it. I beat the game, but I don't like all the backtracking, the item management, pretty much all the things that kind of make a Resident Evil game a Resident Evil game. I didn't really enjoy it. So that was a bit disappointing for me. Um, so I played that one, but I did finish it. I gave it a chance, and I finished it. And I 
haven't played another one except for Resident Evil 7, which I really, really liked. Like is Resident that, Evil 7. Is that Biohazard? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, because I actually have that because one of my, my friends at the time when it, when it came out or after it came out, uh, he recommended the game to me, so I bought it, and I've never installed it, never played it. <laughs> um, I had a bit of trouble getting into it. Like, I got on the PlayStation 4 at first. Okay. I tried it out, and I was like, I don't like this. I wasn't getting into it all that much. Um, but... I later gave it another chance with streaming. Streaming Mm. kind of like when I was streaming, it kind of helped me push through games that I normally wouldn't have pushed through. Mm. Where I would just like put it up on the shelf and never really touch it again. But when it's streaming, sometimes people come in to the stream and they're there because they saw that game and they want to see somebody play it for the first time or play it for their millionth time, whatever they're into. So... I gave Resident Evil 7 another go, and once I started figuring the game itself out, it was a lot of fun. It was scary. Um, I was scared. There were a lot of little moments where I jumped back. It was a very good time, and I'm actually excited for Resident Evil 8, and I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but I figured this is a good time to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, let's, let's just jump into it. Um, so there's a few things that I kind of want to mention here. Um, the first one is a bit... Well, we'll go... so. There was a Resident Evil event um, because Resident Evil is celebrating, I think, like their 25th anniversary or something else like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Resident Evil 8 is coming out and they released a new trailer, which was pretty cool. Um, the new villain is like a giant, really tall woman. Um, and she has like her cult of sisters, I think. And it looks really cool, really spooky. Um, but the sad part is, is that you'll see the character in the trailer where she is wearing like a black cloak and a black hood and she seems like pestilence almost ideal but Mm. actually the actress that plays her passed away at the age of 39 due to colon cancer and it was like announced like a week or so after we just saw the trailer so that was a bit sad um so condolences to the family and to everyone that was affected by that but the game is a sequel to Resident Evil 7. Uh, like it has the, the main characters from those games in it. So I'm very interested because I wasn't expecting that um, to see kind of how this is going. And I don't know if you can hear it, but there is a dog going crazy outside. <laughs> I, I can't hear anything. I can only hear your voice, Michael. Everything is good. All right. But it's... um. I'm excited for Resident Evil 7 or Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village as it's called. It seems very interesting. It seems to pick up from 7 and I will be playing that one. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I did quickly check out when I saw you put this into the show notes. I was like, hey, I need to at least catch up on this, see what, what it is all about. So I, I watched the trailer and that was quite a scary trailer. Let's just put it that way. So um, it, it does seem like, I mean, I, I don't know if it, if all of it was, I think some of it was in-game and some of the stuff that happened looked amazing considering it's like an in-game thing. So, um, so yeah, maybe, maybe I'll check it out at some point. I think I'll start with Resident Evil 2 and 3, get through those remakes, see what, what, it all, what it's all about. Maybe I'll be up on board seven because i actually do have the game as well uh and, and then we'll see um the, the rest of the evil games how how connected are they is, is it like a big issue if you missed out on you know 
majority of the franchise. <laughs> it depends on which ones you're playing. Um, Resident Evil 2 and 3, they tie in with like the main story. Mm-hmm. I, I think somewhere along the way, like everything is connected. And like Resident Evil 7, there's a character in there. Like you're not playing as them, but there is a character in there that ties it back to the franchise. Um, and you get references to different things that have happened within the franchise. That being said, there's a good enough experience, I think, with each game individually that you could still enjoy them if you don't know the full story. Like Resident Evil 4, for example, you play as Leon Kennedy. Leon, I think, is one of the characters that you actually will play in Resident Evil 2. Mm. Uh, but you're not dealing with like Umbrella Corporation and it's not like there's this huge story driven based on Leon's uh, previous encounters Uh, it's like a standalone adventure with ties to the original uh, content so it's kind of like that I think the earlier games are more tied together but the story is often kind of crazy and you need to watch videos and things like that to kind of get the whole whole thing if you really want all the information you need to read all the stuff that's in game that you find like the memos and things like that Uh, but I would say that you don't necessarily need to play all the games in order in order to enjoy yourself I think you just kind of Play what you want to play and have a good time. Like I said, I played Resident Evil 4, 1, and then 7. Mm. So I'm not exactly going in chronological order here. Fair enough. Um, I guess I'll talk a little bit about a game that, since you talked about how you installed Resident Evil 2, and that's the game that you're planning on playing sometime soon, I installed the Devil May Cry HD collection. Um, yeah. And I want to play through that which is the first Devil May Cry, the second Devil May Cry, and I believe the third one as well. The reason why that kind of ties in is because actually Devil May Cry was the first iteration of Resident Evil 4 um, by Capcom. Like, it was their idea, and then they kind of scrapped it for the Resident Evil 4 idea. So if you actually play both of those games, you'll see kind of some resemblance of each other within each game. And the Devil May Cry game actually has quite a bit related to Resident Evil. While it's more action-based, there are, like, puzzle elements that are existent within the Resident Evil games. So it's a cool little uh, Easter egg thing there. And I've never actually beaten the game. I've kind of dabbled in it a little bit, but I really want to go through the entire series because I do have the HD collection, which is 1, 2, and 3. I think I need to get 4, but then I also have Devil May Cry 5, which is it looks pretty cool, and I really want to play it, but I kind of want to know a little bit more about what's going on in the franchise. So, that's kind of my new project coming up here. Yeah, Devil May Cry was developed by Capcom and Ninja Theory. I don't know if you know Ninja Theory at all. Yeah. Yeah, It's such an interesting development company to to follow. Um, They did a, a, a small game that uh, way more people should play called Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. If you've ever, I don't know if you've actually tried that game out, but it's. I haven't tried it, but I know of it. Okay, it's so amazing. And there's a whole developer, developer blog on YouTube where there's like, I don't know, 60 videos or something like <laughs> that. Uh, there's a lot of videos where they're talking about how they're developing it. And they, what they're calling it, that they're calling it a triple I. 
So then, because the, it's not triple A, because then mm-hmm. the, uh, an indie studio, then independent studio, so they call it triple I because they want to, they are independent, but they want to try and, and make still grand games that look and feel like a triple A game. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it means that they need to keep costs down and stuff like that while still making something that looks amazing. It's a high and quality indie. High quality, yes. And just looking, First of all, uh, playing it and second of all, watching all the stuff that they did is so, so, so amazing. Um, and they worked very close together with psychiatrists and people who have, who have psychosis because the main character has psychosis. And, you know, I know of the word psychosis. I don't know what it entails and what, you know, how, how you experience your reality when you have a psychosis. Um, but apparently this game should be some, one of the closest depictions of psychosis that is ever made in no matter if it's like movies or games or whatever. Um, so just that alone, uh, makes this game incredible. And, you know, it's sort of like in that Norse mythology as well. So obviously that's why I'm also attracted to it because, you know, I'm Scandinavian. I'm, I, I'm, you know, technically a Viking. Uh, so <laughs> I, I like this kind of stuff. Um, and, and yeah, and I, I just really like the gameplay of it as well. So really, really cool. And that was totally just a tan- tangent <laughs> that I went down off. So sorry about that. But yeah, uh, Devil May Cry made by Ninja Theory. Awesome studio. Oh, um, do you there, like? <laughs> there is another game in the Devil May Cry series, like it's a DMC Devil May Cry. Mm. Um, it it kind of split the player base. Like old school players were like, I don't like this game. Blah, blah, blah. It's different. This Dante is not the same Dante as before. Um, mm. But I liked that game. Like I actually played and beat that game. Uh, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, it is what it is. But I guess I'll take us into a slightly. Oh, I actually think I think that's the one that was made by Ninja Theory. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. I'm going to take us into a little bit of a lighter, a lighter game. Um, we've talked <laughs> oh, about yes. Lego games, Lego games before, and I actually jumped into a Lego game just to kind of mess around. Um, I'm going to preface this to say that, like, I acknowledge and completely understand why some people are upset and don't support uh, Harry Potter related things. Without going too deep into it, like I get it, the creator is a bigot and all of that. Okay, I get it, um, but I do have quite a bit of Harry Potter stuff. Um, I support those that have gripes against it and things along that nature, and I'm on your side here. I've had this stuff for quite a while now, uh, and I think that the property can exist without the negativity of the creator in its own right. But I was playing the... The Lego Harry Potter game, the first one. You know what, Michael? You're excused on this matter because, you know, you're supporting a Danish company by supporting <laughs> Lego. <laughs> um, I bow to my superior uh, overlords over at Lego. <laughs> um, but I was playing the Lego Harry Potter years one through four, and it's so basic and yet still so much fun to just explore like the world of Harry Potter in Lego form. Uh, obviously like the Lego games have become so much more than what they initially started as. And a lot of people have played either like Lego Harry Potter or they jumped into uh, Lego star Wars and 
There's just a million Lego pieces to collect throughout the game. It's whimsical. It's fun. And if you're looking for something like this, but you don't want to do like, let's say you don't have the game already and you're a strict, I don't buy any Harry Potter stuff due to royalties and things along that nature, then check out like almost any of the other Lego games. Uh, because they're just extremely fun and maybe you have somebody in the house that's younger or maybe you have somebody that's not a real big gamer. This might be something to kind of grab their attention and play with them on the couch or anything like that. Grab a Lego game. They're just fun little distractions. They're not going to be something that has a super deep story. Um, the older Lego games don't have as much voicing as like the newer ones so like if you've seen like the new lego batman or something and you're like i don't want to hear batman talking all that much like the older ones are not like that so go and check out lego games they're fun they're a good time or go out and buy lego on your own this is not sponsored but go buy lego (laughs) i mean we'd like to be we'd like to be don't want to roll that out yeah lego if you want to sponsor us i mean i have plenty of lego that i still have to build um (laughs) <laughs> we will do it live on stream. We'll sell ourselves to Lego. <laughs> I, I well, I like doing Lego. Um, I mean, I I understand it. Me too. I mean, at some point, if I ever get like a house, I, I want like a garage or uh, a room just for Lego, and then build a Lego uh, uh, city. I, I have never told this to my girlfriend. Maybe maybe I sh- should or shouldn't. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, I actually mainly have like Star Wars and Harry Potter Lego. Like that's kind of what my 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 jams. Um, mm. And I mean, just, I think I think I can get away with it if 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 there's also Star Wars section because I do I do know that my girlfriend has been playing the, the Lego Star Wars games. So, oh, so nice. maybe, yeah, so maybe that's that's a, a a way that I can you know get get, get what I want. <laughs> that's what we have to do these days: <laughs> figure out the loopholes. Exactly. All right, so let's jump into, I think, the last thing of the day here, um, which is something that kind of has been rumored for a long, long time, but I think we've finally gotten some confirmation on it. World of Warcraft 2. Electric Boogaloo. No, um, (laughs) not World of Warcraft 2, but it's still within the Blizzard wheelhouse. Um. So I had seen this. I didn't really talk much about it. And then you sent me a message that was like, hey, did you see this? And I was like, yeah, I saw it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was just another rumor mill going on. But I guess we actually got some confirmation that the I Diablo mean, 2 remake we, we is... Got a, we got a confirmation that's not really a confirmation, but sort of what happened sort of confirms the unconfirmed rumors, right? <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The company name is Vicarious Visions, right? That is true. Okay, so Vicarious Visions is a uh, like a sub company of Activision Blizzard as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in charge of the amazingly well done uh, Crash Bandicoot mm-hmm. remake, as well as the Spyro remake. And I think that they've done oh, a few. Oh, also other- the Spyro one. Yes, I believe so. Huh. I I might have to double check on that one, but I think so. Um, and they have been given task of handling Blizzard's classic games division, if I'm correct. Like the whole, I think all of like classic Blizzard game stuff has been moved into that that realm, uh, and that sparked the whole Diablo 2 
remake is happening and Vicarious Visions is going to be the ones behind it. Um, there's been mixed things going on with a lot of different people. It says that the developers are still toys for Bob, the people, who, but I don't know. I think that those are the ones who originally made it. Mm. Um, and then obviously the, the, uh, where is it? The publishers, Activision, but uh, yeah, with, with Spyro at least. Um, okay. so I, I'm not completely sure. I, don't quote me on it. I'm just on, just did a quickly, quick Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. So I, I might have, um, been a little bit off on that one. Which oh, is no. Fine. The original games were developed by Inso- In- Insomnia Games. So, yeah, Toys for Bob is, 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 is okay. the, the people who, who did this. But All right. Well, either way, they are all part of Activision. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, Activision- it, does, it doesn't take away that the developers, uh, uh, you know, who still made the two other games. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's it called? You just mentioned it. Grass, Pretty Good Remake yeah. and Tony Hawk Remake, yes. which both is really really well received uh really good remakes apparently i haven't tried any of them i do have crash bandicoot uh, for the playstation 4 i just haven't tried it out yet but i do have it lying around i found it frustratingly fun Hmm. um, because it is an old school platformer it came out of the playstation 1 initially so obviously they can only change so much um but it is a fairly difficult game Hmm. um I did hear some people say that it might actually be more difficult than the original because they All did right. change, they changed like some movement things or something mm. like that slightly, and it made it slightly more difficult. I don't know how accurate that is, but I'm going to trust uh, people who have played the game before more mm. so than my own opinions. But I enjoyed it, and you had asked me if I was excited for Diablo 2 remake, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of at the point right now where I'm just like, eh. Um, will like will I get it? Yes, I will get it because unfortunately for me, Diablo two came out at a time where I didn't have PC, yeah, or anything along that nature. So I never really got into Diablo two, and every time I've gone back, I've gotten farther it's, and farther along. But it's, it's difficult it's, to get back it, into. Yeah, it's it rough. is difficult. <laughs> it, it, it's very difficult unless you were like there for mm. that moment. It's like. I mean, I was I was there, and it's rough for me to get back in. <laughs> um, it is it is fairly difficult, at least for me. It's it's like that for me when I try to get into the old Baldur's Gate games as well, hmm. which I really enjoy, like that style of game. But they're just so involved, and it's I get the appeal of not handholding and not really telling you everything and figuring things out. But sometimes I just want to be handheld. Um, and just being put on the path and told to go, but sorry, I just you mentioned Baldur's Gate. How far are we with that game? Is that actually been released? I think Baldur's it's still Gate early 3? access. It's just early access, okay? Because yeah. I'm looking forward to that. We we need to 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 if there's multiplayer, we need to do we need to do that. Michael, jump into that and have fun. Yeah, it's still early access. I can see it here. I could I could be down for that idea of us just kind of like. Getting Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gate, uh, it's three, right? Or is it four? Mm-hmm. Okay, three. three. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting Baldur's Gate four and just kind of tag team in it. Just to... three, not four. Three, yeah, sorry. What am I let, let, Let's get to three first. I'm oh. thinking of Dragon Age four because Dragon <laughs> Age four rising some more too. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I struggle sometimes with getting into those type of games, those older PC yeah. games in particular. It's easy for me to get into old school console games. 
Um, but older PC games can be a bit challenging. And there's so many good ones out there, like all those D&D gold box games, like that mm. it, if you're into those old style, like they're classics in that realm, but it's just too too foreign for me to really be able to to grasp the concept and get interested in it for a long period of time oh. it's kind of crazy though because if you look at it because i'm not i'm not, I'm, I'm sort of like eh, about diablo 2 remake as well at the moment uh and I, it's it and it's all down to one game and it's so crazy because we had a starcraft one remake which was fantastic it was really really good right <laughs> yeah um so I think because it was so good, everybody was looking forward to uh, uh, oh, Warcraft Three. Warcraft Three, sorry, sorry, yeah, Warcraft Three, the remake. And as it turned out, Blizzard dropped the ball big time on that game. Um, they did, they didn't deliver what they promised. They changed a lot of stuff. So if if you played the old game. Uh, you know, it just wasn't the same anymore, and that was so much wrong with it. Yeah. So, hearing about a Diablo 2 remake is both sort of like, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'll check it out, but I'm also sort of like, uh, well, I want to see it. Bef- you know, I want to see reviews, player reviews of it before I, I jump into it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like in, in that kind of boat, but I do feel like. I, on one hand, I'm sort of like, I know that the Blizzard team probably could do some good things here, but on the other hand, we know that, that uh, you know, Vicarious uh, Gaming has a good, good reputation by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is probably, at the moment, better than Blizzard's own in-house team. So, um, so it does sort of excite me a little bit that we have someone who is so good at doing remakes having a, a go at this. But I'm also sort of like, what happened? What the hell happened? There was a time in, when I was like, oh, I like this type of game. I wish Blizzard would do something in this genre. Where now I'm sort of like, meh. When I was a swim coach, we used to have this moment. And it was the moment of the parent needs to take a step back. Uh, the parent needs to take a step back and let someone else help their kid do something. Because while the parent has an emotional investment and they created it, they're just in a different space. And what the kid needs is not necessarily what they can offer right now. Mm. So Blizzard, it's good that they're taking a step back and somebody else who is passionate about stuff like this can kind of take the reins and push it in a more positive direction. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, but real quick before we start heading out here um, I do want to bring it to Star Wars remake that is coming out and also done by a different company which is the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic which it was revealed that there is a Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic uh, I think it's three like a new game in the series coming out and it's not being done by EA or Bioware so that's very interesting for me because the Knights of the Old Republic series is uh, is some of the all-time great RPGs by people who played them. And a lot of good stories in the Star Wars universe came from it. And of course, we're big fans of uh, Knights of the Old Republic MMO. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
which a lot of people wanted to be Knights of the Old Republic 3, and it wasn't it went MMO, so I'm interested to see how this... I'm just so happy that there will be a remake of it, because... How this uh, turns out should be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm because I've, I've never played the original ones, but I don't feel like it's games that I would go get into today because of how, you know, they are now. Um, so, huh? It's hard to get into now. Yeah, I played I, back in the day, and it's hard to get into now still. <laughs> Yeah, so so I'm 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 like, oh, this is amazing if there if there's going to be a remake and if it's going to be good of this game because that will pro- most likely get someone like me into it. Um, yeah, so I don't think it's a remake. I think it's a new one. Oh, even yeah. better. I think I mentioned remake and um, I was off on that. So as far as I I know, I think it's just a. Uh, it's a new game in the series, so... Okay, yeah, I mean, we haven't heard... I mean, I think both rumors are still going around. I don't think there's any confirmation, so one rumor is that it's a remake, the other... That's what I heard, that it's a mm-hmm. remake. Um, um, but yeah, I also heard the rumors that it's a completely new game. But, I mean, either way, more entries into the Star Wars universe, good games, more good games in the Star Wars universe. Yes, please, we'll take it. We already had a whole episode about it. Um, yep, bring them. Bring them on, bring them on. And with that, I think that we are going to wrap it up here. Uh, we've turned an episode of nothing into something. Um, thanks to tangents, random topics, and that's kind of how we do things here. So <laughs> if this is your first episode and you enjoyed it, then you're definitely going to enjoy your time here because this is kind of how it goes all the time. We just kind of just start talking about stuff, sharing what we're into and going off of random tangents and things like that. If you didn't enjoy it, then I apologize. <laughs> um, but what you can do is whether you liked it or not, you can check out our website to see if you like any of our old episodes or don't like any of our old episodes over at twonerdsmaybemore.com. Or you can email us and let us know if you enjoyed it or disliked it in any way over at two nerds, maybe more at gmail.com. And of course you can go ahead and check the Twitter, which gets updated randomly and intermittently because I suck at social media over at two nerds, maybe more on Twitter. We do post the episodes occasionally on there. So you can keep up with us there as well. I apologize for that. And, and I also apologize to Marty for forgetting two weeks in a row to do the fireside <laughs> updating for the episodes. I'm going to do that today, I promise. Fair enough. So I guess there's, <laughs> I guess there's only one thing to say, and that is, will Marty get into Resident Evil 2? Will Mike get beyond Harry Potter Year 4? Find out next time on Two Nerds, Maybe More. Set. This show is brought to you by Dragon was that the end? Yeah, that was the end. <laughs> I just left it there. I mean, I'm not. What am I going to jump into with that? Nothing. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.